Welcome to Make This Your Podcast, where I'll be giving you the roadmap and inspiration you want and need to scale your life's work with digital courses and schools. I'm your host, Destiny Berman, course marketer and digital strategist. Are you ready to make the shift and reinvent your work online? Let's go. Welcome, welcome. This is a special episode from a recent Ask Me Anything inside my Facebook group community, Shift with Success. And what we're going to cover in this episode is how do we identify the gaps inside your business model so that you can quickly integrate a course revenue stream as fast as possible so that you are monetizing. And what's great about being able to monetize quickly isn't just about making more money fast. It's also about being able to drive revenue to reinvest in the growth of your business. We're also going to look at, well, how do I keep my audience and my community engaged both during and after your marketing? Because yes, we've got the launch, but how do we warm them up? How do we prime them heading into a launch? And then I'm going to answer the question, what do we do with them afterwards? We're also going to cover, well, how much free content do I share without giving too much away? And the answer may surprise you. Let me give you a hint that it's less about the amount of content out there and it's more about community and engagement. And then we're finally, we're also going to talk about the value of having a beta version of your course to be able to test to take calculated experiments so that you can learn and see what the market is responding to, what is working, and where you want to continue to invest in your course development and your time. Welcome everyone to this week's Ask Me Anything. It's been so great to see the questions that have been coming in as it pertains to your online courses, how to get it out there, how to grow your revenue stream, by adding an online education arm to your business, whether you are already in professional services, you're already coaching clients, you have an existing business. And now these questions are coming up around, well, how do I expand? And even as a seasoned entrepreneur, when you start to go online and learn this whole digital marketing and then specifically course launches, what does all of that look like? So I'm gonna go through the questions that have been coming in here. And for those of you who are just meeting me, I'm Destiny Berman. I'm a digital marketer. I have been doing this for a long enough time. I'm I'm in San Francisco here with my family. And my specialty, myself and my team, is helping experts and and entrepreneurs and leaders like yourself who have the content, who have the expertise, add a whole new revenue stream to their business with online education. So that is the heart of what we do. We love we love what we're doing. Our members are folks who have their body of life's work. This is what they're here to do. So now it's about how do we make it more lucrative? How do we make it more profitable and more enduring? Okay, so first question I have here is from RJ. And RJ's question is around business model to identify the gaps around the around the business model of the existing business. So it sounds like your business is focused on personal development and growth. And you also, it sounds like you also have a lot going on because you've got products and services, you're hosting a forum, 
And so without you being on here with me live, so please, you know, follow up with any questions on this. And it sounds like you want us to review your business model as you're looking to expand because you want to host podcasts and masterclasses and workshops. So when I saw this question, what came into mind for me is you want to simplify because it is hard. It is difficult to do things well, especially in the beginning if you're not simplifying. So my first question, I'm going to turn this back to you, is you, know, you want to build this online community and you want to be able to reach more people and you want to help them grow, right? I mean, in your words, you're talking about a community of like-minded people. But it also sounds like you want to do so much. And that's great. It's great to have a big vision. However, unless you are a company that has a lot of funding where you can go out and build a 50-person team, my recommendation is to focus. And when it comes to focus with building an online community, the two aspects is who you're reaching and how are you reaching them. So depending on where you're at, you likely will have to leverage paid advertising campaigns in order to reach more people if you're building your email list. And you want to be active on a chosen social platform. And I also recommend picking one platform to start. If you really want to go into two or three platforms at once, that's fine. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, as an example, as a starting point. Then you want to be super consistent with how you're pushing out content and building out your email list. So you want to think about audience, right? Where do you want to reach your audience, who you're reaching? And you want to go ultra focused on building that list. Because it doesn't matter if you're building this online institute and online academy or this platform with all this myriad of offers, it always starts with the people who are paying attention to you now. And then you want to think about that first offer. And that first offer is that first point of monetization. So yes, you want to build your email list. Yes, you want to grow. And at the same time, if you are not monetizing, you don't yet have a business. So again, unless you are funded where you're focusing on growing infrastructure or growing products and focusing on top line revenue, but you have the money and the investments to keep the business going, you want to focus on monetization and revenue so that you can get the cash flow to reinvest in the business unless you have funding. So then the next question is, well, what is that one first offer? Is it that six-week course? Is it that four-week course? And you build from there. So I know you wanted us to look at your model. And when I saw this question, that was what came to mind is to focus. And you want to start with audience list and then how are you going to monetize? Okay, so the next question here is from Anara. And I love what you're up to. You're helping women learn, transform and evolve how to have deeply conscious, connected relationships with themselves and their partner. Wonderful. And your question is a bit broad, but your question is around how do I best market my offer both during and after a launch? So marketing is a bit broad. And my first tip or first focus point for you would be one, focus on the people who already know you for your work. So you're already coaching with women. Who are the clients who are past clients, current clients that you can tap into? Number two, when you say offer, are you looking to add a group course? What is it that you're looking to offer? And is this to the same audience that you're working with now? Okay. And then number three, if you're marketing to people who already know you, you can shorten that path because they already have a sense of you. So yes, you're still priming them. Yes, yes, you're still getting them excited, 
for your upcoming offer, which I'm making the assumption that it's an online course and program, but you don't need to educate and warm them up as much. If you're marketing to new people who don't know you, you want to have more of that pre-launch when it comes to marketing. So how to warming them up and building that relationship. And we like to do that with what I call content webinars, where they're essentially mini workshops where you get to teach, engage, and get them excited about your upcoming program. Now, let's not underestimate marketing to people who already know us. I know that sounds boring. And sometimes the first thing that comes to mind is, well, why am I doing this? Am I only launching to people who already know me? Well, it's important to start with people who know you, and then you can leverage the reach and the power of the internet to reach new people. But it's the people who know you that can really also help you inform your messaging and inform how you structure your offer. So for you, you want to make a distinction. Am I launching to clients that I'm already working with, or am I launching to new people? And if you're launching to new people, just expect a longer warm-up time. And I have probably said this too many times already, but if you're building a new audience from scratch, you'll want to leverage advertising campaigns. Okay, so let me know that gives you enough next steps to move forward with. The next question we have is from Malvina, and her question is around how to design a beta version of a short course for reaching audiences globally. I love that. So beta version is great. And I love beta launches because it allows you to experiment. And I, if you've been following me for any time, I refer to launch campaigns as calculated experiments, right? So beta launches are great because it allows you to work through the kings. It allows you to also test your messaging. And the first thing you want to look at is, again, who are the clients? Who are the people you're going to be launching with. It sounds like you're already working with some clients based on the notes. So let me know that is off. So it sounds like you're already working with some clients. And I'm wondering if you can launch, you can do your beta launch with this group of clients. You would teach it live. So for a beta launch, you don't want to pre-record the content. You want to plan your content and be prepared, of course, but you want to teach this live and record it for this beta version. For beta launches, three to four week program is great, right? So three to four modules for you to get in there, to get the word out. You would enroll them with emails. You don't have to run ads. This is a beta launch. So you would enroll them with emails, get them into, let's say a three week experiment, work through that. I would still charge for it. It's not like you're going to offer it for free. It just would be at a reduced rate. And then from there, you can take next steps with how you want to refine the program, get feedback, get testimonials. Now, I know you mentioned about a model where you can show potential shareholders. So I would need to get more uh, information on that to be able to expand on that. And then the last question we have for today that we've selected for today is from Amika. And you, Amika, helps women parent on a budget and gain confidence. I love that. And your question is around how do you offer free content with videos and not share your secret? I love this question because this is a common question and rightfully so. If we're putting out all this free content, it's something that we I face within my business when I'm putting out a podcast episode, when I'm putting on a webinar where there's longer form content, is well, if I'm sharing all this free content to build trust, to build value, how do I know if I'm giving away too much or not too much and they feel full? They don't want to continue working with me because they feel like they got the secret. 
So number one, know that this will come up ongoing. And number two, this will take practice. It will take practice for you to learn. Okay, so if I have a six-week course, how can I pull up a micro lesson from each of my six weeks that will deliver value, that will help them create an aha or shift in perspective, that breakthrough moment, but it's a five-minute video versus in that one module, it could be 90 minutes. So that's why I like to guide our clients and our members to take a look at their actual content and then pull out a three to five minute teaching because psychologically within our mental perspective, we're like, oh, that was five minutes out of 90 minutes, right? And so you want to give them value. You want them to have the aha, but five minutes out of 90 minutes, it's a different experience. Plus it's not within the full container. So the first tip I have for you is how can I pull out a micro, micro lesson out of one of your modules. And if you don't already have your modules created, that's okay. Outline what you would teach in your modules. And then from there, even without the fully fully produced course, I'm willing to bet that you can pull out a couple minutes of teaching. So you want them to have a shift in perspective. You want them to develop that connection with you. You want to show that you understand what they're dealing with by identifying and meeting their gaps and the missing their pain points. But that doesn't mean that you get to share your secret sauce because the reality is that the secret sauce and how is how it comes together. So if you think about a individual standalone yoga sequence versus a full yoga class, it's how all the different sequences and all the different, it's how all the different poses comes together. So versus doing one pose and then how it comes together in a sequence that creates a transformative experience in your body, your mind, your breath. So that's how I'm going to invite you to think about creating free videos and your pre-launch content is the standalone yoga pose, which can create a meaning breakthrough, right? I mean, they all add up to that full sequence, but your course is that full sequence. So let me know that answers that question. And if there is any other clarifying questions around that. So those were the four questions that we selected for today. I want to wrap up speaking about niche because this is a topic that comes up within our community. And that is, you know, how do I, sometimes we think we know who we want to serve and sometimes it just gets confusing or sometimes we get blocked, right? With a lot of the business owners that I've noticed, they're just blocked with identifying a niche. So I want to offer you tips today to help you get clear in your niche so that if you're feeling blocked by this, it doesn't have to keep you there. So first off, it's important to have identified your niche. And in this day and age of so much content existing online, more and more content will come online every single day. And there being a lot of options and there just being a lot of noise and distractions. We have emails, we've got text messages, you know, we have DMs over social, we have Slack threads. So between distraction and, and not having enough time and attention, and two, there just being a lot of different content options out there, you want to get as specific on your niche as possible. And that saying where the riches are in the niches, it is true. Because now that we have billions of people who want to learn online, you can go really deep in your niche and be able to do well. And so I like to say that for 2021 and beyond, the deeper you go in your niche, the bigger you can go. So you want to get very clear. 
And often our, our audience, our target audience or niche is either a variation of ourself or a variation of clients that we have served. Because typically there is a life-changing experience, there's life-changing moments that have brought you here to your work. And if this is your body of work, you know, you have the personal experiences, you've had the expertise and the trainings that got you here. So often there is there are parts of you in who you're targeting, especially when it comes to coaching and teaching. Or there are versions of clients that you've helped, perhaps in your consulting business, perhaps in your service-based business that is continues to be your target group. Because just because you're doing one-on-one work and now you're moving from one-to-one to one-to-many doesn't mean that your niche has necessarily changed. You're just looking to reach more people in a different format with group classes and programs. So it's really important that you do get specific. And the biggest reason to why this is, is when you're putting out free content, videos, your podcasts, a webinar, email, you want to speak specifically to what your person is dealing with. And if you get too broad, if you get too broad, you're not going to be able to get as clear and to be able to get as directly connected. And the beautiful thing about online is that you can reach a lot of people very quickly. The shadow side and the downside of online is that you can reach a lot of people very quickly. So how are you going to be able to extract their attention to be able to stand out? The only way you can do that is to get very specific. So for example, if you are a business consultant and you work with companies of a certain size, you want to identify the size business, the size company, up to revenues, up to how many employees, and which part of their business, which category of their business are you helping with? And then from there, if you're rolling out an online training program for the people who work, for the employees who work at the company, this will allow you to get more specific. Or if you're a tax professional and you are helping another segment of your customer base get education and get informed about their taxes, you want to get specific about this person that you're serving with because taxes are also broad. So the kind of clientele that you're working with today and why would this clientele need and want this online course or program, especially if they're busy, right? And for many of us who offer done-for-you services, you want to find the gaps between why someone who is really busy investing with you for a done-for-you service, why would they need that education? And there's always a need. I love done-for-you services in certain categories, and I still take and learn online courses because I like to learn and evolve. So you want to get very, very specific. Or if you're a yoga teacher who focuses on a specific specialty of yoga, whether it be mental health or diabetes, that allows you to get narrow and really identify and connect with your person. So you want to ask yourself, what are the life-changing experiences that brought you here? Experiences, epiphanies, expertise. What is it that you really want to be known for if you set your mind aside and we don't let our minds get in the way of, oh, it's your market demand, will people pay for it? That comes later. First is about really getting connected with who you're serving so you can get specific with who you're speaking to and how you're serving. So that is it for today. Please continue to post and share your questions with us. I can't wait to see you next week so we can dive into more questions around your online education business, your online courses. And I want to hear from those of you who've had updates and you've made progress on where things are at. 
Now, if you're interested in learning how you can connect with my team to see how we can serve you, we have different cohorts that open throughout the year, but we'll meet people and connect and understand where their business is at 24-7. So please click on the link below so that um, if you want to meet with my team to see how we can serve you with adding a revenue stream to your existing business or existing practice or existing profession. And being able to scale if you have launched online courses, just reach out. We're here and we can't wait to meet you and to serve you. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled you're here. The resources and action items mentioned in this episode can be found at destinyberman.com backslash podcast. To continue the conversation, join me inside my Facebook group, Shift with Success. And if you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Until next time, your destiny awaits. Bye for now.